0: Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Thank you for joining me at what we think is the best podcast uh, today on evidence based medicine. I'm here with Dr. Alan Safty, world famous gastroenterologist and internal medicine uh, specialist. Uh, Both uh, Dr. Uh, Safty and I have been engaged in peer reviewed clinical uh, research for more than 30 years, and uh, we we only want to put out evidence based medicine. uh, uh, for people to understand. Uh, today, Alan, I want to talk about COVID-19 and travel. They're uh, reducing the restrictions on travel in the United States. Uh, give me some guidelines for traveling. Uh, my wife and I are uh, driving out to uh, Phoenix uh, to see our grandkids. And I'm worried about, the, well, first of all, are there going to be any restrooms? Where do we stop? Uh, is it safe uh, Is it safe to get, carry out food? And uh, is it safe to stay in hotels right now?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Bill. And before people travel, I want them to take a look and see if they are one of the ones with risk factors for severe COVID-19. And that would change my recommendation. So if you're one of the people with heart disease, chronic kidney disease, diabetes, respiratory illness, uh, obesity, hypertension, uh, immunosuppressed, you know, and there's about 22% of the world's population that I would put in the high risk group. Um, so it may change whether you really think you should travel. So the first thing is, you know, before you head out, you know, make sure you're willing and able to protect yourself. Um, you know, considerations for travel are good. Are you going to be going by air? Or are you going to be going by bus or train? So, air travel, let's approach that first. You know, air travel, um, you know, one of the things that worries me is you're going to be spending time in security lines. And both you and I have been in lines at a farmer's market. They even have dots on the ground that are six feet apart at the farmer's market, and people can't seem to understand what six feet is. Same thing in security lines at airports and airport terminals. So, you're going to be in much closer contact with people indoors. You're going to be coming in contact with frequently touched surfaces. And that doesn't take into consideration on flights, you know, how the air um, circulates, but on the airplane, maybe it does not spread as easily on flights because the filtration system on airplanes. Uh, But the social distancing is difficult on crowded flights um, or even waiting in line to get on and off airplanes and baggage and other things. Uh, Car travel, you know, as you mentioned, You've got multiple stops along the way. You've got gas. You've got food. You got bathroom rakes. Um, you know, you're coming in contact with other people. You're coming in contact with potentially contaminated surfaces. So, you know, anticipate your traveling. So I know you're going on a long car ride, Bill, and it don't envy you. Um, but you know, make sure you. <laughs> yeah. make sure you have enough alcohol-based hand sanitizer, at least 60% alcohol. Keep it within easy reach, one in your car, one in your pocket. Bring something that, you know, you can cover your face, you know, buy some disposable face masks or get some face masks. Ideally, I would prepare food and water for your trip, pack, you know, food in uh, in case restaurants and stores are closed. Uh, If you're going in and getting carry out, Take it out of the box. The box is what's typically going to be contaminated. Oral ingestion of COVID is not a significant risk factor, but it's touching a contaminated package and then touching your nose or rubbing your nose, your eyes. There's these ACE2 receptors in your eyes. That's why when we're talking about a mask, when I walk, I also have on sunglasses because if somebody coughs into your eyes, those same receptors are in your respiratory tract or actually in your eyes too. Um, if you're going into your hotel, you know, try to stay six feet away. Sometimes you can go in and you can go ahead and register without ever going up to the desk. Um, and I clean my room. So I don't, you know, I clean all the surfaces that I'm going to touch. I'm not worried about sheets and pillows and things like that. But a TV remote, the door handles, in the bathroom, you know, the counter where I'm going to put the down things. Uh, The handles for turning on the hot and cold water. So those are all really important. They only take me several minutes, and I've done it well before COVID.
0: Um, Do do you put anything in the toilets? Do you put Lysol or uh, any of those kind of uh, Clorox or any of those type of products in the toilets?
1: You know, that's a great question because, as you're alluding to, when you flush the toilet, you know, there's COVID-19 in stool. So when people flush the toilet, you're aerosolizing what's in the toilet if you don't put down the toilet seat. So ideally, when you're in there, before you flush, the toilet seat is down. That's one of the things that bothers me in rest areas. There's some rest areas that there's so many people, and they're so crowded. In all honesty, I go behind the rest area into the woods and use that as my restroom because I can't stay six feet away from people. And toilets and rest areas don't have lids on them. Uh, And people are flushing those constantly and they're aerosolizing that in the hotel. No, I wipe down everything around there I make sure the lid is closed uh, when it's flushed. And I'm not that worried really about that. I'm really worried about, you know, indoors, the buffet. Would I go to a buffet? Absolutely not. Am I going to sit next to people? I might get some food and take it outdoors. But remember this, we can decrease the risk tremendously um, by, you know, the social distancing. And remember, that the summer health hazards during COVID-19 are not just related to COVID-19. You know, we're hiking more, so we're exposed to more ticks. Uh, so the insect population, we're exposed to them. You know, people are, get anaphylaxis from bees. Don't forget that. People are going to beaches. Don't forget about sunburn. Um, but you know, be careful in the hotels. Be careful in restaurants. Well, I eat in a restaurant right now? Even with six foot distancing, I don't know the ventilation system in the restaurant. I am not going indoors to need in a restaurant. I get carry out when I'm traveling, and I'll eat outside. Well, would you
0: go? Would you eat in an out, outdoor restaurant?
1: So far, I have not. I've gotten carry out. Um, but if the spacing was adequate. After I touch a utensil, sit down, I'm gonna put alcohol on my hands before I start eating. Um, but I don't think there's any great risk if the spacing is adequate being outdoors. I, I think our risk is indoors. And I right when the restaurants opened up near us, I saw six foot spacing between tables. Now I don't see that. I see two to three feet, um, sometimes less than three feet. And, and, it, and
0: the bars, I, I've been very disturbed because of the bars. Uh, people get a drink or two in them, and they just totally forget social distancing. And there's essentially no social distancing, and uh, people. That's just it's not going to work. Uh, the disease is around; it's here to stay for a while. And as we've mentioned, even if there's a successful vaccine, which we're praying that there is, uh, by this midwinter, uh, it's going to take at least uh, two years to get the population vaccinated enough to re- to eliminate the disease. And we already have a, a group of anti-vaxxers who are putting out uh, uh, putting out statements why not to get a vaccine. So uh, this disease is going to be around at least for a couple of years. So please, uh, please follow the uh, the uh, social distancing guidelines. Do you have any comments on that, Alan?
1: No, I agree with you completely. I mean, we have to realize, and I've worked on vaccine research for some time, and. Um, Some vaccines, we don't even have effective vaccines for. So hepatitis C, we have a treatment, but we don't have a vaccine yet. Um, You know, HIV, we do not have a vaccine for. Other vaccines we have, like influenza, we have it, but it's not all that efficacious. I would get it every year, but some years it's 30 to 40% efficacious. Some years more, some years less, uh, depending upon the best guess. And how durable the antibodies are going to be is questionable and then older people often don't develop the, the great number of antibodies that are needed so young people may develop more antibodies so we need to get herd immunity we really need everybody to get vaccinated when we have this and i wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being a yearly vaccine in order to maintain adequate neutralizing antibodies um so as we get a yearly flu vaccine it may not be like a measles that you know once you got measles you're essentially immune for life I'm not sure that it's going to be like that but again this is novel so a lot of the things we say we're guessing Um, but when you're traveling just remember you know continue to abide by the distancing the wash mass distance you know WMD keep your mass with you I alternate my mask, especially if I'm in a contaminated environment. I don't want to put the same mask on. And learn how to put your mask on effectively without touching the front of it uh, and contaminating your hands. If you do, you know, alcohol your hands at that time. So be careful of exposure. Be careful uh, of aerosolized environments where people are talking loudly, yelling, screaming. Uh, I won't. You probably won't see me in an indoor restaurant for some time or a football game or Uh, a sporting event for some time if people are in close proximity.
0: Uh, Thank you, Alan. That's a great discussion. Uh, If you like our podcast, please uh, like it, uh, uh, subscribe, and uh, please tell your friends about it. Uh, We're only interested in giving out evidence-based medicine. Uh, Thank you, Alan.
1: Thanks, Bill.